were you, by the way? He was in Morocco, so stunning. Uh, on that <laughs> note. That was, that was, that was Ellie. Ellie, on that note. <laughs> says the on Daf Nun. Ahmed Aleph, at the bottom. Gimel she'ochlu ka'achas, if three people ate together, they're not able to divide. Which, if you're thinking, this is exactly how we started this parak. Haven't we done anything in the last five blot? That's the Gemara's kasha. The Gemara's going to ask that. We're going to get there in a minute. V'chein dalet, four people also aren't able to break up because there's no neat breakup. For four people. There's no, you know, where's, where's everyone going to go? If you have two and two, you ruin a mezuman for everyone. If you have three and one, you ruin a mezuman for one guy. So where are you going to go? Five also, there's no clean breakup. Six can break up because you have three and three and you lose nothing from having a three and three mezuman. So... Arasara, same thing for seven, eight, nine. No problem if you break up. In fact, nine can break up into three Muslims. Arasara, till ten. A ten, you're not allowed to break up because breaking up will cost you the Alekenu. Asari, Nechlakim, Adchaf, until you have 20, at which point you can break up again and have two tens. Shtei If there are two groups, Shayu Eichleis Bebayasech, that were eating in one house. We'll talk about this when we get there in the Gemara. Hopefully tonight it's right on Ahmed Bay's. Does this mean a cafeteria? This means that let's say you have like two, ah, it's so complicated, um, two groups that eat in one house that may or may not plan this in the beginning, Machalik Zerushayinim, may or may not know each other, Machalik Zerushayinim, may or may not be sharing food, Machalik Zerushayinim. If they see each other, Bisman, Shemekzasan, Royan, Elu, es Elu. If the two groups can see each other, Hare'elu, Metstarfin, Lezimun, they can combine for a Mizumun. And, you know, this is a really, 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 really tricky, important halacha, which would mean, Lechaira, let's say, let's say you're in a cafeteria, and three of you or five of you are eating together, the next table there's five. So are you Metstarf? Do you say Alekeinu? Do, do you combine? Are you supposed to? Are you allowed to? Is it trigger a chiv? Are you not allowed to break up like we said before? This is a very, very, it sounds like, oh, nice hat. Okay, how are we going to get a mezuman? How are we going to achieve a mezuman? No problem. If this group can see that group, let's say you're having five guys eating in the dining room, five guys eating in the kitchen, five guys eating in the living room, five guys eating in the porch. Do you agree with staff? Okay, great. Does this help for three? Does, do you have to plan this? This is a very, very, very scary din because it happens to be more Nagea than you think. And as we've seen, especially from this mission and especially from the beginning of the parak, once you're locked into Mazuman, it's not voluntary to check out anymore. And therefore, therefore, you have to take this seriously. So how serious do you have to take it? We'll get there on Ahmed Bez in a minute. Vimlav, and if they can't see each other, each group has to make their own mezuman. Period. So these are three dinim in mezuman that we're going to discuss very quickly. By, by five lines in Tamid Bays, it's over. Three dinim in mezuman. One, 
A mezuman, once it's together, can't break up. Two, a mezuman that if two, if three people, or I mean, you know, but if you can break up an even number, that works. And if two mezumans can see each other in the same house, again, that's also machlek zetafka, they can count each other. And finally, What's the number joining up here? Three and three, you're saying? Well, three and three won't help you. So is it two and two? Right, so two and two would be an idea, or whatever equals ten. Five and five, six and four, three and seven. Whatever equals ten, that would also be a be a step up in Mizumin. Now, again, it's a double-edged sword. On one hand, like, wow, that's great. We can bench with, with Elikainu. On the other hand, no, no, you have to bench with Elikainu. So now we have to engage those other people? Why do you want to? We, why do you think we didn't meet together? <laughs> Why do you think we're three in this room and seven in that room? What? I don't want them. Then, then when they finish, they're seven, I'm three. When they finish, I have to finish my meal. I have plenty to go. You know, I learned how to eat very long suit this over base. I, I learned, you know, I have a while to go. <laughs> Give me some time. And finally, the last din in the Mishnah, which is going to take us to the land of the parak, is how to deal with wine. Ein mevarchen al hayayim. You cannot. Make a bracha, kiddish, benching, alakais, until they diluted the wine. In those days, they didn't know how to stop fermentation. So all wine basically turned into um, vermouth. What is that? It's like. <laughs> like vermouth? Yeah. Never. All right, tell them what that is. It's like a highly concentrated. It's like bad wine. Yeah. Right. So it was all wine turned way too alcoholic, like above 15%. So they diluted the wine to make it drinkable. So the Tanakama, the Tanakama holds undiluted wine is not wine. And we're going to talk about a lot of nafkaminas in the end, that any din wine does not apply to undiluted wine. One of the dinim is you can't bench on it because you need a bench on wine, and that's not called wine. The Chachamim say, no, 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 no. Is it nice? No. Is it good? No. Is it preferable? No. Is the No. Oh, but wine it is. And therefore, even if it's not diluted, you're able to make a bracha on it. Okay, now let's start again the beginning of the Mishnah. So the Mishnah said, my Kamashmala. Mishnah said, if three people sit together, they're not allowed to break up. That is exactly how the parak started. Shloisha, Sha'achlu, Ka'achas, Hayov, and Lazav. The parak started. If three people are together, they are Machoyev. What do you think Machoyev means? They're Machoyev to benches on a Zuman. Now, we learn several Mishnayis. We come back at the end of the parak. If three people are together, they have to bench together. The Mamish, a carbon copy. Mamish, a carbon copy of the first din in the parak. Why do I need this again? My Kamash Malon. We learned this one time. Three people that ate together, they have to make a mezuman. So the Gemara now brings three additional angles that this Mishnah possibly teaches us. Now, truth be told, if all three of these are true, but we paskin probably like all three of them. So the Gemara is now going to say three additional angles, which means, yeah, in a straight-up case, it's Pashat. We learn it from the first Mishnah. If three of us go out to eat, we sit down together, we wash on bread, 
it comes time to bench, yes, we have to bench together. That's the straight up din in the beginning of the parak. Our mission is coming to tell us something less than that. Something less kavua, something less official than that, you still have to make a mazum. So, says the Gemara, HaKamashmon, Ki Hadam Reb Abar Mashmu, Gimel Sheyashvu Lechol Ke'achas, Vadayin Le'achol. Says the Gemara in the first Teretz, this Mishnah is telling us a whole nother shlav. That it's not that three people that ate together need to make a mezuman. Three people that sat together, that sat together, even though they didn't eat. Even though they didn't eat even, they're not allowed to break up. That definitely requires another Mishnah. It's a massive upgrade in the Chiyah. The first Mishnah said, three people eat a Sutta together, yeah, they have to bench. The Mishnah now is saying, three people that sat down to eat already aren't allowed to break up. So let's pause and talk about this. There's a Machlekes Rishonim. How to understand this? Most Rishonim. The Rajba, the Rabbeinu Yoyna, the Rosh, all say, the, the Taisa Rabbeinu Yoyna, Talmud Rabbeinu Yoyna, all say that what this Gemara means is that they ate a little, just not the required shear. Don't take this too far. Which means, Avada, if three people sat down and didn't eat anything, even after our Gemara, even after our Mishnah, they're able to break up. What our Mishnah means is they started eating. The Mishnah in the beginning of the parak tells us once you ate a full shear of benching, you can't break up. Our Mishnah is adding that if you ate a little bit, even though it's not a full shear of benching, you're still not allowed to break up, but you have to eat. Rabbi Yoyna himself says no. Even if they didn't eat at all, listen to his Lashen, since they were goimer das to eat together, that is enough of a lock. That is enough of a kavias that they are no longer allowed to break up. So, Teretz in our Gemara, let's just keep the Cheshman straight, Teretz in our Gemara, that the first mission of the parak tells you if you ate already, you ha- you're not allowed to break up. The last mission of the parak tells us if you didn't eat yet, you're still not allowed to break up. What does that mean? Most Rishayim say you didn't eat enough. You're still not allowed to break up, but you ate. But Yenu says, even if you didn't eat, but you were goimer das, no, Avada, then you subsequently ate. But at that point, you're already locked in and out of bounds. Once me, once me and you decide to eat together, I'm not out of bounds. Avada, and if we don't eat, nothing's going to happen. Then we ended up eating. But even back at that point, I wasn't able to leave you guys. Why would you Oh, because if you don't have two, you're only going to assume the lesser Chiddush. You need the doubling up in order to expand the Chiddush. So, keep that in mind. There's a Famous Shaila in Ramesha Feinstein, in the first Chalik, that he was asked by people, if let's say I come to a chasana, and Ramesha goes through the whole dramatic, like sometimes the chasana's last past midnight, and then I have a long drive home, and then I have to get to work tomorrow morning, the whole thing's in Ramesha's Jubilee. 
I don't want to stay for benching. I want to wash. I want to eat bread. And I want to leave when I want to leave. How do I get out of this Mishnah? How do I get out of this din that once you eat and you trigger a Mizumin, you're able to, you're not able to leave? That was the Shaila asked to Ramesha. Ramesha said, it's okay if you make a Tanai. You have to say, Beferish, before you sit down to eat, that I'm not going to be miskavin to be mitztaref to a kvias with other people. Now, this Ramesha is very famous, but very misunderstood. Very famous. You never heard it? I heard it. Yeah. It yeah. Very right. It's so famous that Nassim didn't get mad that we called it famous. Uh, he uses it all the time. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, Develt thinks that Ramesha says you can make a Tanai not to be Chayv and Mezumen. No, you can't. You can't, you can't make a Tanai to exempt yourself from a Chayv. This mission is a Din, Din Shogarach. If you sit down to Mezumen, you need to bench. And you can't get out of Mezumen. Ramesha is saying, based on this Gemara, that you could get out of the Kivias that what you're making a Tanai is that you're not allowing yourself to be part of the Kivias, which once there's a Kivias, it will trigger a Mizum. That's Ramesha's Tanai. Now, this is very controversial. Ramesha brings the controversy. Ramesha says it's not simple. For instance, for instance, the Munkacher in Dastaira says, no, you can't. There is no Tanai. Ramesha brings this. There's no Tanai that you could, you could potter yourself from a Mizuman. No, you can't potter yourself. Ramesha is saying a big Kiddush that there's a din here. Ramesha says you could make a Tanai that I am not allowing myself to be part of this Kavis. I was thinking. Yeah, does that, is that, phys- if, if, is that if, physically? If Lema Freya. It's not Kachad. I'm saying I am not part of this Chabura. I was thinking that the Machlekes, Ramesha, and the other Paiskim is the Machlekes between the Rabbeinu Yoyna and the other Rishayna. The Rabbeinu Yoyna, who says it's a din in Gemira's Das, since what causes the Kvist, Rabbeinu Yoyna says the Kvist is nothing to do with food. Rabbeinu Yoyna we, it sounded like a, chi, a chiddush. It sounded like a chumrah, I mean. It sounded like a big chumrah. That, that even if you didn't eat anything, you still have to be part of the mezuman, massive chumrah. But what Rabbi Yen is really doing is he's tying the chi of mezuman to Gmiras Das. Once it's telling Gmiras Das, Avad or Amish is correct, that you could make a tenai to get out of it. Because if my being part of a Mizuman is ultimately a result of my Gmira's Das, if I yank my Gmira's Das, I'm not part of the Mizuman. Therefore, like Rabbeinu Yoyna's Lomdas, which sounded like a Chumrah, comes out of massive Kula, that you could apply Rabbeinu's Kula. Mashain came, the other Paiskim, a lot of Paiskim, the Das Terah, a lot of Paiskim, they say, no, you can't make it tonight. You know why? 
Because they're probably learning like Rav Rishon, they're like the Rajba and the Tamidir Benyayna and the Rosh, that it's Tully and eating. It's not, it's not a Gemir's Das. It's a physical thing. If you physically ate, the Chiddush is, even if you ate a little bit, you triggered a Mizuman. You can't put a Tanai in a physical thing. You know what that's saying? I tried this before Pesach. I'm making a Tanai that the food I ate shouldn't make me gain weight. It didn't work. You can't make a Tanai against nature. You can't make a Tanai against a physical Zach. You can't say, I'm going to walk outside in the rain, I'm not going to get wet. It's not a Zach you can make a Tanai on. Like the Rishonim, the Rajba et al., that say that you need to eat and the eating is what causes the kviyas, then you can't make it tonight. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, you know, a path. If you hit, if you trigger that tripwire of eating, boom, you're in the Mizuman. That's the other Paiskim. They learn the sugi like that. Ramosha, who says you can make it tonight, learns like Rabbeinu Yoyinah. Learns like Rabbeinu Yoyinah that the fact that you become part of a kviyas is the telling Gemir's Das. If it's telling Gemir's Das, you can make it tonight to get yourself out of it. Comes out, the massive chumra ben yoyna, that even not eating triggers a chiv, is a is a kula in disguise, because since it's telling gemiras das, you have the right to check out of the gemiras das like her Moshe. That's what I was so, thinking. So, so if you're sitting by a hostel and there's and you're like, okay, I gotta go. And you no, too late. Yeah. If at that point you're thinking it, it's way too late. The, the point so to think this is when you sit down. You made it tonight. Yeah. You, you made you made it. Everyone made it. Three people made it tonight, and they're like, "Okay, we're all leaving." So they, they can't be with snacks together. No, no. Okay. You you, no, you made yourself not part of the case. Yeah, yeah. I never thought yeah, of it yeah, that yeah. way. Yeah. But I'm saying. Yeah, right. Like, you okay, thought okay, you were leaving right. Here. Right. It's not, it's not that it's totally on dust, though. Why is it the fault that you had dust out of fears? You should have to have dust out of fears for it to be so the Gemara is saying that stam three people that eat together, it's an assumed gemiras das that they're sitting together for the meal. Unless otherwise noted. Right, right. Oh, unless otherwise, they have a mitzvah and they bench after the mitzvah tans. No one benches after the mitzvah tans. Uh, in this case, they did. It's Pasha that if you didn't make this tonight, you, you, you stuck till five yeah. in the morning. Now, now, I don't want to speak for your Averis. I've done such Averis. You know, like. The mitzvah to start, and, the mitzvah tans starts after the benching. <laughs> I, I'm saying, like, you know, like, I've probably never done anything that bad. But Lamaisa, if I washed and didn't make it tonight, and, and it's, it's in Brooklyn, New York, and I'm teaching the next morning, and it's 9.45, I'm benching and being over on the sister. What, what's the other choice? Not benching. That's a, it's a really bad sister. Or, or staying till 3 a.m. and beating up my students the next day? No, it's the worst sister. So I, I'm, I'm going to pick that as. Generally, I don't wash because, like, I'm Machbud on Atkins when it comes to washing a chassis. Following along with what, what Izzy was saying, we have so many mitzvahs that it requires you to have das or kavanah to join. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because why? here, because actions speak louder than words, and sitting down with people, and sitting down with people is a declaration that you're sitting down with them. The das follows suit. Unless you specifically stipulate otherwise. When you need das is when, is when your das doesn't necessarily follow suit. When I'm eating a big piece of rib steak in my sukkah, I'm not having kavan unless I say so. I'm thinking of how So certain mitzvahs, the actions don't speak louder than the words. Other mitzvahs, the actions speak louder than the words. Okay, let's, before, we, before we run out of time, let's just do the other two terutzim. Lashen acher, amr of abar hachi katani. If three people sit to eat together, 
even though each one is eating from his own loaf of bread, they're not sharing food in Roshan Lechalik, which means the first Mishnah would have only told us three people have to make a Muslim if they're actually eating from a common food, if they're eating from a common kitchen, if they're eating from a common plate, if they're eating from a common serving. The second Mishnah tells me that even if the people are eating their own lunch pails, they're still they're still and benching. Okay, we'll leave this last text because it goes on time. But we'll leave the last text for tomorrow. The lunch pail. That's what they used to call it back 